Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news. Welcome back to another edition of Real Answers with Christopher Anderson. Wednesdays during the Noon Report, we tackle the tough topics facing today's families with licensed mental health counselor Christopher Anderson. And first of all, Happy New Year, Chris. Yes, Brandon, same to you, and Happy New Year to all of our listeners out there, and welcome 2023. That's right, and in keeping with our New Year tradition, we are looking at habit development and some tips to help with making improvements in the new year. Yes, Brandon, you know, this is a topic that either causes people to cringe or to get excited, (laughs) you know, at least until the momentum wears off, and that's what we're going to be addressing today. So the stats show that at six months, only 46% of resolution makers are still on track. And at the end of the year, only 9% would rate themselves as successful in their ventures. So let's get right to the question, Chris. Why is this the case? There's so many factors here that come into play. And really, setting a New Year's resolution is just deciding to make a change in your life. And change is not easy. And it's stressful, but there's a number of factors, again, that we need to look at when we consider making changes to our habits and the way we live our lives. And again, there's a lot of them that set us up to not be successful. For example, when we have unrealistic expectations, you know, if we have somebody, let's say 50 years old, wanting to suddenly get in shape and in their mind, they're seeing themselves with a 25 to 30 year old physique probably won't happen. (laughs) So we need to have realistic expectations. If we're failure to be mindful, now this is a big one. You know, when we're mindful, it helps us to keep things in perspective. So when we're not mindful of this whole situation and keeping goals in our sights, then we can get sidetracked. Another thing is failure to track our progress and set many goals or even not understanding how habits are formed. And then finally, Another big one is not understanding the psychological component of our unhealthy behaviors and exactly what that is doing for us and maintaining the bad habits. So we can take these factors and turn them into steps to help maintain the goals. Absolutely. And so, for example, that mindfulness component that I was just talking about, that simply means not losing sight of our goal and then seeing every single decision as a small step towards reaching that final goal. Now, that's really, again, the most effective way of bringing about change that will last. Again, to remain mindful, you want to, let's say, post some reminders around the house that that is your goal and also put them in places where they're going to prompt you to be thinking about that goal, keeping it in mind. Okay, You can also have others on board kind of as your cheering section, too, to help you to reach your goal or even perhaps have somebody that's on the journey with you in the sense that they also want the same goal. So you got some company along the way there. And again, making sure you know how habits are formed, which is something that we've addressed before on Real Answers. And that is, again, knowing, being aware of this process and knowing that bad habits are always easier to form than good habits, since the good habits tend to take more effort to putting them together. Now, the bad habits generally are formed out of motivation from avoidance. For example, I'm going to avoid pain. I'm going to avoid fear or discomfort. And then addictions form in this way as well. So bad habits tend to help us to avoid pain, get rid of pain or whatever, but they're very unproductive. Now, good habits, on the other hand, generally address these same areas in a positive way that lead to growth or overall contentment. But the good habits will take longer to form and will often mean that we need to actually face the very things that we're avoiding 
So there's some definite processing that needs to take place. We need to face these things. The things that we need to face require us to be mindful of them. We got to be thinking about them. We got to understand why is it easier for me to pick up a gallon of ice cream as opposed to eating something more healthy? Again, it's that it's almost like the the comfort eating, the comfort food. There's a psychological component to that. So we need again to be very mindful of it, face these factors, and understand why it's easier to form these bad habits as opposed to the good ones. And like we've shared many times before, that support system is so important in any move towards healthier ways of living. It absolutely is. Fundamentally, this is a biblical principle that goes right back, again, to what God originally wanted. He wanted us to be very much mindful of the way we live, and mindful of Him, obviously, mindful of Him. He wanted us to be connected in a very real, meaningful way to other people, and doing life together in a community. Not only having, you know, as Christians, having folks that share our beliefs and can understand the way life's supposed to work according to God, but also getting us in these community groups in our churches and small groups or in our life groups, you know, different churches call them different ways. It's so important. Again, just that connection, because it pulls us through the hard times when we have tough times or we're going through a difficult time or we need to make changes. Those can be invaluable ways of getting support. Great information to start off this new year. Thanks, Chris. Absolutely. You've been listening to another edition of Real Answers with Christopher Anderson. It airs Wednesdays during the Noon Report. We tackle the tough topics facing today's families with Christian counselor Christopher Anderson.